The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes, and welcome to Recovering from Reality, where I illuminate the messy and magical path of coming home to yourself. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, we're serving up the ultimate truth. Your challenges don't define you. How you deal with them does. So, are you ready to recover from reality? I hope that other women can relate to this and to know that like right now I'm taking it one step at a time and I'm not getting down on myself and I'm not being hard on myself. But in the beginning, I was. I was crying. I was so mad at myself. I just felt like I was not a good mom because I couldn't connect with him. And, you know, what's going to happen? Am I ever going to be able to connect with him? I'm having all of these feelings. Um, and it's just, it's really hard. It was really freaking hard. And um, then I had extreme amounts of hormones flushing through my body and I'm having all of these thoughts, even at one point, it wasn't suicidal, but it was just like, like, I know my reasoning to continue, but like, I don't feel like I want to. And it, it was just one night of like chaotic emotions like that. And I just remember like, oh, just crying to my husband and just being like, I don't want my baby to feel this. I don't want to feel this myself. And it was really tough. That was a quick clip from this week's episode with my sister, Gabrielle Hames. Yes, she married someone with almost the identical last name as, as me. And usually we were just laughing. Usually I don't do intros in front of my guests. Actually, I don't think I've ever done an intro in front of a guest. But here we are. And Gabby just had a baby two weeks ago. And so we are going to share her birth story today, which I know you're thinking like, what does this have to do with recovery? But it actually has so much to do with recovery and healing because I think Gabby would agree that her birth experience was a profound moment for her and obviously bringing new life into this world. But it was also really therapeutic for us as a family. I think we have had many highs and lows, but that almost was like, like the final, like kind of closure. I don't know if you agree. Do you agree? Yeah, I really, um, yeah, I feel like it really brought us together. The three of us. I mean, we worked as a power team and, um, I don't think I would have been able to do it without you guys there. And even in the moments after though, like Gabby moved in with us for nine or so days after the baby was born. And I just felt like it was really like there's this like love and bond that's there now. And I, and I wouldn't, I'm so glad that I didn't have to miss that experience. Like I feel like it was, okay, here I am already getting emotional. Jesus, Alexis, get it together. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm going to cry this whole podcast. Oh my God. Cue the waterworks. Oh, I love you. (laughs) I just feel like I was, 
You're finally there to be my big yeah. sister. <laughs> Thanks. And like, like I couldn't get the words out. Even, yeah. even when we were just staying with you, like I finally felt like I had that with you and I had that from you. And it yeah. just... And it's something that I wanted to give like a long time ago. I just think Gabby was really resistant to it. And then something about like making it through that birth as a family and as women, like, okay, so here's the thing in our family, there has been generation after generation of like trauma and denying like our inherent power as women. And even my mom who left the house at 14 and really thought that she was being a powerful woman raising us as her daughters she wasn't she's always relied on a man she's always relied on outside you know validation she's she's had so much that she's had to work through and then I've had so much that I've had to work through that literally felt like years and years of like physically like dying like parts of me like having to give birth to myself and then to so to have two kind of elders guiding you the baby and this baby through this experience (laughs) yeah was really like a profound like there was so much symbolism to it it really was and like we did it the three of us you Mm -hmm. know and we did it as strong women and I mean I didn't think that I was gonna get through that birth and you know then you just kicked me into gear and <laughs> we did it we did the damn thing that was that was the most insane experience of my life yeah. i mean i'm sure so many women feel the same way but um i really have just a different respect for you and um for mom going through childbirth it's amazing it's an amazing yeah experience so let's go all the way back to when you found out you were pregnant because so I'm a birth doula I'm sure most of my listeners know that um and I kind of fell into this work because of my first birth and I have a passion for supporting women who have a history of um sexual abuse because I can also be like really triggering when you're giving birth. And um, so I've had the honor for the last five years of attending. I don't even know how many births at this point. And when Gabby first was pregnant, she had no intention of having an unmedicated out of hospital <laughs> delivery. No. At all. Nor did I think I would have a doula. I mean, I knew I wanted Alexis there, but because I was going to have a medicated birth, I didn't really know how much I needed that strength um, because I was going to be on drugs and <laughs> thought it was going to be really e- easy. Yeah. Which it wasn't. Which is not, even if you... If, Do an epidural, I it's mean... It's still ugh, not easy. No. Getting to four yes. is tough work. Yes. Getting to four centimeters is tough work. And I didn't understand just how um, intense contractions were going to be. I thought for sure I had this in the bag. And yeah, I mean, any birth is a difficult birth, but, um, but let's explain that a little bit. So Gabby's always been really mentally and physically resilient. Yes, Yes, I have. I haven't had as much trauma. I have experienced the same amount of trauma, but not had the same results. Um, because I think my, 
like tougher skin, I guess. I don't really know. Well, it's just everyone has a different genetic makeup and a different response to trauma. And so while we had the same parents and we didn't have the exact same traumas growing up. I always say you got the other side of the coin. Gabby didn't have all the like sexual abuse stuff when she was little. But it's interesting because you've always been really resilient. You've always been very self-reliant. Yes. And so what was giving birth like when when you were actually in the throes of it and you were like I, having to go from being so self-reliant to all of a sudden needing lots of help. help. Was there, you know, some clarity or a mental shift or something that came up for you in that? Not in the moment because in the moment, you know, you're just trying to get through. But after I had the birth, I looked at my mom and my sister and I just said, I would have never been able to do that without you guys. And days leading up to it, I had been talking to Brandon and I was feeling all of these emotions and kind of, mom was kind of like making it about filming and blah, 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 blah. And I, and I, I only love because, because I love how you skip over that blah, 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 blah. no. <laughs> There is something there that Gabby does not want to. Okay, my deal mom. Ha- my mom. We're filming, right? We filmed my birth. I will definitely share my birth um, video. But anyway, so we're filming it, and you know, my mom is. I love her to death, but she's you know asking. Okay, well, I'm gonna bring the lighting, and <laughs> <laughs> do you want me? I brought you eyelash extensions, Chris Jenner. <laughs> I brought you eyelash extensions for you. She is the poor version of Kristen and Jenner. And here I am <laughs> with my hair up because I didn't shower the night before. I got it all wet in the shower. It's a big knot. Alexis is asking me if I want to even brush it. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> and, you know, that's my birth experience. But bleeding up to it, my mom's asking me all these things. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God, do I even want her there? <laughs> do I even want anyone there? Who's going to take away from my experience and or do I just want my husband and I? Even me, you were being so short in text and I was like, what the fuck did I do? Well, so anyways, (laughs) I was like, no, you know what? I can do this by myself. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have made it through. I didn't make it through an hour without you. I mean, my water broke and I call you. And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I'll try and do this. And then I called you back 15 minutes later and asked <laughs> you to come help me. Yeah. Um, Because it's so intense and you don't know how to do it alone. And what I realized after I gave birth was I surrendered to help. And that's a beautiful thing because I have not ever been able to do that. I don't accept help very well. I always want to do it on my own. And, and yeah, it was an an amazing learning lesson for me that it's okay to accept the help of, you know, the wise, the people who have done it before you. Um, and you'll get such a better result when you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say yes. And if the people who you're asking for help from come in humbly and you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, are, yeah. you gotta are, ask the right people. You gotta ask the right people. Yes. 
Quick break from today's episode to talk to you guys about blue blocks. I'm actually wearing my blue blocks, blue light blocking glasses right now. That's a tongue twister if I've ever heard one because they are a total lifesaver. In quarantine, I am staring at my computer more than ever and I'm sure you guys are too. And did you know that blue light damages our eyes and can lead to digital eye strain? Symptoms of that are blurred vision, headaches, and dry, watery eyes. For some, this can even cause heightened anxiety, depression, and overall low energy. Blue Blocks was created to fix these problems and to block out that blue light with evidence-backed high-quality lenses. Unlike other types of blue light blocking glasses, Blue Blocks are backed by the latest science and are made under optics laboratory conditions in Australia. The founders were unhappy with the quality and lack of science behind leading blue light blocking glasses brands. Other companies were mass producing unevidence backed products in China with no real understanding about how light impacts our health. Blue Blocks was created to change this with their high quality lenses for daytime, nighttime, and color therapy exactly in line with the suggested peer reviewed academic literature. They have over 20 frames in the latest fashion trends and come in prescription, non-prescription, and readers. Blue Blocks can also turn almost any pair of glasses into custom blue blockers. That's pretty cool. Right now, you can get your energy back, sleep better, and block out the unhealthy effects of blue light with Blue Blocks. Go to Blue Blocks today and get free shipping worldwide and 15% off with the code REALITY. That's Blue Blocks, B-L-U, blox.com and use the code reality for 15% off your order today. I'm Kareen Eldor. Ever feel like you're playing small? Well, turn up the volume on my podcast, Share a Voice. Every Thursday, I sit down with the wave makers and game changers on everyone's radar. I'll be sharing inspo and takeaways based on my conversations with disruptors, visionaries, and compelling creatives about how they express themselves in their work. Prepare for tons of mic drop moments and subscribe so that you catch every soundbite. I'm fascinated by the power of feeling heard and taking up space. And I'm amped up about sharing these conversations with you. So Gabby, basically, she had decided early on in pregnancy. She had a breeze of a pregnancy. God, you got so lucky. I did. I also want to talk about my body afterwards and stuff like that. Oh, we'll get, we'll get to it. Don't worry. I I have some stuff to say. We will, we will get to that. So she had a really easy pregnancy and she was going to give birth in the hospital. She wanted to get an epidural and then COVID happened. Yes. And I had gently, she had called me and said, I can't imagine giving birth without you there, but we can't have you in the hospital. And I said, well, I totally respect your, your desire to go give birth in the hospital. And I know you're strong enough to give birth at a birth center. Right. So then I watched Business of Being Born, mm-hmm. cried my eyes out. Oh, why? Because it was just so beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful women telling their story. And I just, it made me feel so empowered. Like I could I do the same it. feeling. And Brandon loved it too. And then he was all about home birth. And then I was like, okay, I guess we're going to do this, mm. you know? And also with everything going on with COVID, I mean, there were just so many restrictions and I just felt like that's not the environment 
that I want to birth in. I want to birth in a place where I feel completely safe and like other people don't have other shit going on. You know, nurses, they, they have other things in the back of their mind because they're working in a hospital environment during a very difficult time. And I just didn't feel like I wanted that energy at my birth. Yeah. So I went with push midwifery and oh Robin. my God, love Robin, her. I love you. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I miss Robin's you every been day. on the podcast, guys, if you want to go back and listen to that episode. Oh my God. I, she is I incredible. need to hear that episode because I love her to death. Mm -hmm. She made me more of a woman. Like, I love her so much. All of you did. Such a huge contrast in midwifery care versus OBGYN oh. care. <laughs> Can you talk about your experience? My OBGYN, he is amazing. Okay, don't get me wrong. But he is a hard ass and you don't get any connection with him. You no. know what I mean? He's great at what he does. He's an awesome guy, but he's um, he doesn't love and care about you. <laughs> It's not just that the so I love Dr. P too. He delivered my second yeah in hospital. I, I, I think he's incredible. He's, he's incredible. He's a great doctor. But, but it's the like emotional being support. And not just that, but being shuffled into an appointment where you see them for five minutes yeah. and then versus sitting down with a midwife for an hour, hour. each appointment. Mm -hmm. And just having her on call. Yes. Oh my gosh. So nice. Like my vagina's been hurting. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys, what the hell? And I just call her and I'm like, is this normal? Like, I don't know if this is normal. <laughs> and can we share the story about you walking into my room? <laughs> <laughs> also, if your sister's a doula, you should stay at her house if you have any questions it's, for aftercare. So Gabby and I are close, <laughs> but, <laughs> but maybe not this close. So, is anyone this well? Like, is anyone this close? I don't know. No, I mean I see lots of vaginas, lots of babies being born, lots of body parts. Body parts are body parts. And but, let's just say you did see the full vagina oh, while course. I was peeing uh, and pushing a baby. Of out. course, of course. But she walks into my room. Evan's laying in bed. I'm laying in bed. We're all exhausted because we've been taking care of a newborn. And Gabby looks at me and she goes, "My vagina hurts really bad. Can you just take a look at it?" <laughs> She's like, no, I will not take a look at it. And I said, I like this, please. I'm your sister. She's like, I don't think that I got stitched up right on this side. It feels very weird. And I'm like, Gabby, I'm not a doctor. I don't know how. I mean, I know from my experience how my stitches healed, but I don't know. And she's like begging me at this point. We're crying, laughing. And then Evan looks over and goes, I think I've seen more vagina than all of you. I can draw you a picture of you. You want a clear diagram of what it should look like. So at this point, we're all crying, laughing. And of course, I had already Googled of what a vagina was supposed to look like. And I thought <laughs> for sure mine didn't look like that. <laughs> because the rule of thumb is after you give birth, you're not supposed to look at your vagina for two weeks. Nobody I told tell me that. everyone that. And thankfully Don't it's look starting, for two weeks. It was just like, I thought it was pulled too tight to I the left. I know you did. <laughs> So what did I do as the good sister that I am? I went and looked at her fucking vagina. <laughs> and she said it looks fine. And I go, it looks pretty normal to me for like a swollen, bloody <laughs> postpartum vagina. 
Oh God, that will forever be burned uh, into my head. I'm sorry, but I'm grateful oh because I needed the peace of mind. <laughs> I'm glad that my my mental state <laughs> of having to look at your vagina was worth it for you. It was. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. So, <laughs> and so then anyway. I almost pull my pants down in this big mirror and <laughs> you're like, oh I can see you. <laughs> Yeah, because I have a big mirror in my room that, that you can see into the bathroom. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. The joys of of womanhood. So, so, okay. So, everyone's waiting for us to talk about your labor. So, let's go into yeah, it. Sorry. Um, so, Gabby wanted this baby out so bad that she kept taking castor oil and shitting her pants no, with no... Re- I was doing so much more than that. Okay. I was... <laughs> I have really bad hips and I was not sleeping. Um, I was eating six dates a day, raspberry tea, primrose oil, acupuncture, castor oil. Chiropractic. Chiropractic. I tried everything to get him out. And mind you, she's doing this at like 37 weeks. So like not even (laughs) close to having a baby. I go, Gabby, it's very normal to go like to your due date or a little bit over. And I didn't want to take that. She was not having any of it. No, but I did end up going to my exact due date. I had him on my due date. So I go in to Robin and I'm like, look, I've had enough. Do the stretch and sweep. So she does the stretch and sweep. I go home and I have been like thinking, oh, hell yeah, I'm having contractions, blah, 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 (laughs) for days now. So I'm having contractions during the day. Then they subside. I'm like, don't count on it. It's not happening tonight. So I tell everyone, go to bed. And then around 11 o'clock, all of a sudden, I'm like, huh, did I just like pee a little bit? And then I feel my underwear. I was like, oh, no, I don't know. Maybe I did. Like when you're pregnant, you pee your pants a little bit a lot. Um, <laughs> just at the end, you know, you sneeze and you're yes. like, oh, shit. Oh, I know. Um. So anyways, <laughs> I then I'm like, OK, I'm just going to go to bed, whatever. I put some toilet paper in my underwear. And then all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I just wet the whole bed. And then I stand <laughs> I like stand on my knees and I'm like, Brandon, are you seeing this? And he's like, what? I was like, I'm peeing. (laughs) But it wasn't pee, obviously. So I can just visualize you with your pants down though, like. (laughs) Exactly. It's just coming out. (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? Because only one of 10 women have their water break, so I didn't possibly think it was me. That's true. One in 10 women (laughs) have their water break before labor starts. So I was one of those one in 10, so were you. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So anyways, then it's just like draining all, you know, in the bed or whatever. (laughs) So I run to the bathroom, and I'm the type of girl who, like, doesn't flush at night. Sorry. For everybody, but like I like try to save water or whatever. Save so, the planet, Gab. Save I do try and save the planet. I know. So then my mucus plug is in the toilet. And I'm like, oh my God. Like it came out finally. Yeah. So then I But called. you still haven't really realized that that was your water? No. Well then no. Then I kind of got it because I was still going and I was like, okay. <laughs> this is not pee. <laughs> so then I called you. I called my sister and she doesn't answer. 
And I like texted her. I was like, okay, my she water broke. She said to go to sleep. So I went to sleep for like an hour and a half. Yeah. So because I thought I took two Benadryl. Oh my God. Worst idea ever. <laughs> I took two Benadryl. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. Oh, hell no. The contractions started and they did not stop until that baby came out. Mm. And they were really intense right away. And I, I didn't really say, have a lot of breaks. I will say that labor as someone who has had labor with water intact for the most of it and someone who has labored when water fully erupted and then contraction started my labor without the water it was far more severe because you don't have any like cushioning yeah I and mean, so I it's just like the head the engages and it's so intense oh so I will say that's harder and I hope in your next birth that your Me water too. stays intact until Me you're like seven too. centimeters. I always, I kept saying I really want my water to break, but I had no idea what I was talking about. Y'all know that I love Thrive Market. They make my life so much easier. I'm obsessed with their app and the shipping comes quickly and easily right to my doorstep. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. Enjoy guaranteed savings and member-only prices. Thrive Market members save an average of $32 on every order. Thrive Market has the best selection of high-quality, healthy, and sustainable products online. Buy thousands of wholesome food, home and beauty products curated just for members. You can find everything you need from organic essentials and groceries, clean beauty, safe supplements, and non-toxic home goods, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and so much more. And their products are ethically sourced. Shopping with Thrive Market is healthy without the hassle, and you can easily shop 70 plus diets and values like keto, paleo, gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, fair trade certified, BPA free, and so much more. Skip the store and skip the lines with Thrive Market right now. As I said, I love getting my groceries delivered and Thrive Market makes it so easy for me to just type in paleo into the search bar and all of my favorite foods pop up right before my eyes. When you join, you give back through Thrive Gives, their one-for-one membership matching program. Every paid membership sponsors a fee for a low-income family. In addition to membership matching, Thrive Market has raised over $1 million to date through their COVID-19 relief fund. Right now, you can go to thrivemarket.com slash reality and join today and you will get a free gift of your choosing up to $24 in value. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash reality to start your risk-free membership and to get a free gift today. That's thrivemarket.com forward slash reality. So... I'm having really intense contractions. They're not lasting long, but there, there's no pause in between. So I'm just like having contractions over and over again. I'm in the shower. I don't know what to do. I want to throw up. You know, I, I'm just like, oh shit, I need my sister. So finally I get a hold of her and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm doing this thing. I got, you know, I'm having my contractions. And then she's like, okay, well, call me when they're like this far apart, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, fine. But then I couldn't bear. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what positions to get in. I couldn't even think. I was just standing in the shower, really tensed up. Uh, so I called my sister and she came over and 
when she got there, she put me in these positions. Oh my God, everyone needs a fucking doula. I don't care if you have, you know, whatever type of birth you have, you need a doula because they just know what they're doing. In my personal experience, the things that she made me do allowed me to have Atticus. And allowed you to have breaks. Yeah. So it's very normal in early labor, especially when we kind of go into fight or flight, that there's like a lot of tension, intense contractions that come really fast. They don't last as long, but they just come every two minutes, but they're 30 seconds. And what you're looking for and how you actually start to make progress in labor is when you have a little bit more space in between, but that they're longer and stronger, but Mm -hmm. that, so you get those breaks. So we were able to get Gabby relaxed enough that we get to have a little bit of space in between. Yeah. But even then it wasn't, I was still wasn't relaxing. So Alexis got me yeah. into positions that allowed my contractions to be farther apart, but I was not dilating. Um, you were definitely fighting it. A I, bit. Yeah. So when my uh, stretch and sweep happened, I was one to two centimeters before I went into labor. And then when I got to um, push, which is where I had my baby, I was still only two to three. And I had been laboring for four hours at that point. Longer. Uh, You went into labor at 11 and we we got got to push at 4.30 and we did a check at five and she was still two. Right. And I remember... We didn't tell you. No, you... Robin and I usually don't tell you. We just say, you're doing okay. Yeah, but but then I pried it. Yeah. (laughs) So then I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm not making any progress. I do that like tension in my body laboring for another two hours. Longer than that. So first I tried to get you to walk and you were screaming. You were like, I can't do this. I want to go to the hospital. I'm so over this. I don't want to be here. And you were not happy. And no, I wanted but the a walking, fucking epidural. The walking worked because the next time we checked you, which was about three or four hours later, you were... Three, four. Three, four. And so... But, but you then, were still but fighting then I was it still and fighting you were it. still miserable. And then, so finally, Alexis goes, okay, I've had enough of this shit. We're putting on... Um, hypnobirthing. Which I asked her to do in the beginning, but and she I was said, like, no, no. But, but we put you in the tub. Thinking. We I put on the head no birthing. And then I went in five hours from three, four to 10 and pushing. And, mm. you know, when you see those um, births at home and they're not talking and they're just breathing, I finally got there Yeah, in the tub by myself with my mom. My mom. So let's talk about my mom. I didn't want my mom coming. Um, I just thought she was going to like make it a little bit about her. Which she did. She came in with champagne that only she wanted. She came in with champagne. No, I told her to bring the champagne. I think it's so funny though that (laughs) she was like, I was like, mom, you're bringing in all this stuff. We're not going to be here for long after because birth center, it's not like a, it's not, my mom came in with like five bags. Birth centers. (laughs) (laughs) And she wasn't even supposed to come. She wasn't even supposed to come. So she comes in with all of these bags, all of these bags of things. And I'm like, mom, this is not how a birth center works. You give birth to your baby, you leave two hours later. Like we will not be here for, for all of this stuff. But she was like, she asked me to bring champagne and I brought lights just in case and all this stuff. But she Did got she? in. Yeah, she got in. She got in because she offered us Starbucks. And at this point we were all 
starving. Gabby wasn't. She was nauseous. But Brandon and I were like starving and needing some like food. And so we were like, fine, you can bring Starbucks. And then I was just so broken down at that moment. Mm -hmm. That was when I was laying on the bed and you guys were telling me I could go to the hospital if I wanted to and kind of explaining to me what would happen. And I knew that I couldn't even walk down the hallway. So I knew my mom was there and everyone has a mom that it's like when you fucking want your mom, you want your mom. So she came in and she was actually really amazing. I was truly amazed. So that's when Alexis is like, okay, if you're staying, then we're doing the hypnobirthing. And then my mom sat over me in the tub and she did Reiki on me for like two hours. Yep. And I... You like were asleep. I was asleep. I was literally asleep for two hours. And then one contraction woke me the fuck up. It was so intense. And I was still very calm and not talking. Mm -hmm. But it was... That's when I knew like, oh my gosh, this is... picking up real speed here so then I got checked one more time and I was um five six right um didn't I get checked one more time you did yeah and that you had gotten out to get in the shower because you were getting dehydrated we had to run an IV give you some Zofran because you were extremely nauseous but you were calmer Mm -hmm. then you got in the shower because you were overheating in the tub and we worked for a little bit longer and yeah. And then we got back in the tub and you're ready to have that baby. Yeah. And then when well, you made me sit on the toilet and do those few contractions oh. where I almost killed mom. <laughs> <laughs> I squeezed my the mom The toilet so is hard. my best friend in labor. Like it, it allows the pelvis to fully relax and open. The yeah. contractions are intense, but if you're like, I need to have this baby now and get I'm done, toilet, you get, get sure. on the toilet. <gasps> Oh my God. Those were the worst. Yeah. The worst. But then right after that, I said I needed to push Mm -hmm. and I started to push. And I don't know what's more intense or more um, like putting you into womanhood, the contractions or the push. Because for me, the pushing, I thought I didn't think I could keep going, Mm -hmm. you know, but then something inside you really does tell you like you you have to keep going I'm such a great metaphor for life but I just you know I I like I really pushed and I got him where I needed to and then yeah we got to go in the tub and I got to birth my beautiful little bugger at his hand up yeah there is a part where in the video my mom took because my mom is going around the room with the camera like filming all angles <laughs> and she's like don't worry honey I'm not getting your vagina <laughs> oh lord but I, at one point I'm like can you stop filming and just be there for me right now yeah. but anyways so we're in the tub and Alexis goes, oh, he has new, or Robin says, oh, he has new hand. And you just hear Alexis go, oh, okay. <laughs> and here I am grunting down, pushing. And I go, what's new hand? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, Gabby, I just need you to push, push with all, all of your might. might. Yep. And I did. And I pushed him out and I laid him on my chest. Yep. And he was conehead blue and starting to cry. And it was just perfect. Yeah. So 
he, for anyone who doesn't understand, babies, when they usually come out, they, um, they come out initially head, obviously head first, face down. And then as they make their way out of the birth canal, they, they make a, a, a twist and they go face up. And so Gabby got his head out and I was encouraging her to start, um, a new type of breathing. And what I noticed was that he wasn't turning, which is dangerous. He can't come out fully face or head down, head down, head, yeah, head facing down. And so I looked at Robin and Robin goes, we have a noogle handed. I'm like, ugh, like really? Like we've had this kind of, we've had a a long, hard birth, but it's been a beautiful birth overall. Like it's been an incredible Experience. experience the whole time Gabby kicking and screaming, but I knew that after he was born, she was going to be like, this is the best. Yeah. Well, I didn't right away. You didn't right away. And we'll talk about that in a second, but he had his hand up. And so Robin had to reach in and kind of sweep that hand away. And then he was born. But I've seen Robin do some amazing, amazing things. Has she ever given a birth to a breech baby? I don't know. Um, I've never attended a breech birth with her. It's actually not legal in California to do breech birth out Mm -hmm. of hospital. But if you have a surprise breech and you are, it's a specifically a frank breech would be ideal. Like how Harper was. We ended up transferring. I pushed her butt out and then we transferred to the hospital and then had a C-section. So Atticus had a nuchal hand and she was able to go in there and get him out. But I mean, we've had, we've had shoulder dystocia babies in in home birth I mean I've seen her do some pretty amazing amazing things so he was born he came into the world to beautiful boy by Mm -hmm. John Lennon it was magical and everyone was singing I was bawling my eyes out so we had a little baby and beautiful boy every morning in the womb since 23 weeks when he can start hearing inside the womb and he stopped crying smiled and opened his eyes for the first time as we were all singing Beautiful Boy by John Lennon to him. And it was just like, it was so perfect. It just made it all worth it, you know? I mean, I would never have had that experience in the hospital. My baby would have been taken from me and, you know, just messed with and wiped down and just all of these things that yeah. I would have honestly never wanted for my baby. And you got these five beautiful minutes in the tub after where we were all singing to him. With and just, just all women and him. my husband surrounding us yeah. with just this, all women who have birth. And props to Brandon, who was like so brave, so calm, so helpful. He was. He didn't, you know, it's he like. He jumped in that tub. So he did. <laughs> when the baby was born, he like took off his shoes immediately just like got into the bloody birthy water he did not even care give a shit but it was so amazing to like witness you know I get an an array of dads I get the dads who are in the corner cracking jokes I have the dads who are like half in it half not and I have the dads who aren't wanting to be in it at all and then I have dads who are wanting to be there for every step of the experience it's it's a really intense thing to witness your partner going, going through, through so what, pain. yeah, what they're going through. Yeah. And he did a really great job. He did. He's a fucking rock star, yeah. Jerry. That's just an inside joke we have. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's mom said it at the wedding. Do you not remember? Oh, yes. <laughs> He's just a fucking rock star. Oh, my God. So, um, so funny. Yeah. No, okay. So, um, 
I was thinking to myself, Jerry. <laughs> no, because remember I got when it mom, when mom was at your wedding yeah. and she was wasted and she gave her speech. Yes. Oh my god! So it's now an inside joke because yes. obviously it's so embarrassing. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> but then Gabby started to hemorrhage, which yes. was definitely one of the scariest moments of my life as a birth doula. I've witnessed. Thankfully, I've never had an um, infant death. But I've witnessed, or a maternal death, yeah. I've witnessed some pretty gnarly, like I've witnessed emergency C-sections, I've witnessed C-sections, I've witnessed, like I said, we've had shoulder dystocia, babies with Robin, That's so, so scary. Um, so scary. And the fact we've, that she got him out, just... I know, amazing. Amazing. We've had, I've seen a lot. And usually like this, it will stay with me for a couple days and it'll be like a lot to process. but. When Gabby was taken out of the tub, I noticed that she was bleeding quite extensively and I was busy getting the baby situated over on Brandon. And Robin's very calm, cool and collected. And also, and I can tell when all of a sudden there's something wrong. And she called me into the bathroom and she looked at me. No, not yet. You were standing up. And I'm, it looked like a murder scene in the yeah. bathroom. I mean, there was blood everywhere. Like three on towels. On the shower soaked. handles, on, uh, in the shower, the whole floor. Um, and Robin looked at me and she goes, she's hemorrhaging. You need to lay her down right now. And I was like, I started freaking out. Usually I'm very calm in birth. I started, I was, I was still like, very calm because to- obviously I had no idea. You didn't know. Yeah. yeah. So we laid her down. We gave her some Pitocin. Thankfully, she was fine. But seeing that, I think I'm still kind of processing that moment in my head. I definitely was scared. Like, I knew that something was wrong. And I knew that I had been losing a lot, a lot of blood. And I did think at one point, like, there's possibility of something bad happening to me. Um, But I'm just going to try and stay calm because I was in good hands and you did great and we didn't have to call an ambulance and we ate a placenta smoothie and then we were fine exactly guys Gabby's such a trooper so (laughs) when you bleed out a lot I always advise the moms to eat the placenta raw Gabby was gonna get the placenta encapsulated she did do you feel like that's been helping you Yeah, totally. I mean, I was experiencing and I still kind of am anxiety for sure. Not able to connect with Atticus the way that I like connect with um, Harper and Dakota. But we'll get into that if we want to. But um, I definitely think it's helping. Like every day is getting better. Um, And every other mammal eats their placenta. So why wouldn't we, you know? I didn't have the opportunity with either of my kids to do that. But um, when a mom has really significant bleeding, I always recommend that we do a placenta smoothie. So we took about a third of it. You had a very small placenta. Um, We took about a third of it and we made a blueberry chocolate chocolate shake for her when she got home. And but it was so nice because we just had this like couple of days where we were able to just like nurse you back to health and mm-hmm. oh my god so I was so exhausted when we got home <laughs> obviously I'd been up for almost two days at that point and 
Gabby and Brandon, I know, are exhausted, but it's different when you give birth because you have this stan- stamina, like you mm-hmm. have this energy where you don't want to go right. to sleep, where I'm like a zombie. And she's coming into my room like every couple of seconds. <laughs> it felt like <laughs> I don't even remember. I, w- I thought I was like dead. Like I don't even, re- I must have been sleepwalking in there. And she was like, he's, she's choking. like choking, but they're not really choking. Sometimes babies in in the birth canal swallow a lot of amniotic fluid and it's just coming up a lot oh and my so God. they're gagging it's, it's scary. on it it is scary it's scary being a first time mom and like your first of all my, my child pooped 15 times that was abnormal in the first yeah what i've never like, seen that less than 20 hours of life so i'm freaking out obviously uh and then yeah he has all this bile coming up and he's just choking on it and he's so fragile you know you're freaking you're freaking out so having my sister there was like i mean irreplaceable irreplaceable I'm and so i glad. cherish every one of those 5 a.m.s or 6 a.m.s when i'd go in there and snuggle him for like 3 or 4 hours after yeah. it was just ugh the best so helpful i love him so much um so yeah let's talk about the postpartum period and what that's mm. been like for you Okay. So during my birth, I felt like I wasn't able to connect with him the same way that I wanted to. I didn't have the spark. And I know that that, I don't know if that resonates with everyone, but like I have connection with people where there's a spark between us and I feel bonded to that person. And I feel like I would do anything for them and that I love, I I don't know how to explain it. And I just, I knew that I loved my son and I do love my son. Um, but I wasn't able to feel it. And I'm staring at him just trying so hard to have that moment. And also, you know, I've always been the baby of my family. The fact that I had a baby myself, I think, even though I'm very motherly and nurturing, it was still weird, I feel like, because I've always been the baby and now I'm having my own baby and becoming a mother. And it's just such a shift. And I just wanted it to happen right away. And it's still not fully there. Like I still can't cope or understand that I'm a mother fully. I I mean, sorry, like judge me if you want, but that's just what I'm experiencing. I don't think it's abnormal. It took me a while to have that. Like, I love my kids, obviously. Like, uh, we all like love our kids. It's just that to develop a relationship takes time. And I feel like, especially when you're in the throes of, of hormones and giving birth and the postpartum experience, I don't think what you're experiencing is abnormal. Yeah. And I hope that other women can relate to this and to know that like right now I'm taking it one step at a time and I'm not getting down on myself and I'm not being hard on myself. But in the beginning, I was, I was crying. I was so mad at myself. I just felt like I was not a good mom because I couldn't connect with him And, you know, what's going to happen? Am I ever going to be able to connect with him? I'm having all of these feelings. And it's just, it's really hard. It was really freaking hard. And then I had extreme amounts of hormones flushing through my body. And I'm having all of these thoughts. Even at one point, it wasn't suicidal, but it was just like, what's my reasoning? 
like I know my reasoning to continue, but like I don't feel like I want to. And it it was just one night of like chaotic emotions like that. And I just remember like, oh, it's crying to my husband and just being like, I don't want my baby to feel this. I don't want to feel this myself. And it was really tough. And I got through that night and uh, I have had anxiety still, but like I know what anxiety feels like. So I know how to handle it and I know it's going to go away. Um, And I've had that experience before, not due to my child, due to um, other hormone situations where I was coming off birth control and blah, 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 blah. And I was trying to balance my hormones. And so anyways, long story short, I'm doing better. I think my placenta really has helped, but it's tough. Like it's tough and you want that euphoric feeling of motherhood. And when it doesn't come after you just waited, you know, these nine months and you just did this whole birth, like I couldn't even process. I would look at the videos of me giving birth and I couldn't understand that that was me, you know, and to not have that feeling that I wanted and craved so bad. It was like, why? Like, what is wrong with me? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with you. Our brains tend to shut down a little bit when we're under immense amounts of stress or yeah. or trauma or, yeah. you know, physical things with our bodies. And, and it does get better. And I will say that there's a purpose for, for kind of that little bit of blackout, like where you're there, but you're not, you know, right. and that's because nature wants you to do it again. Yeah. And, and so like I, I, there's definitely that aspect. I had watched these birthing classes and they're like, you're going to remember every second of your birth. Like, you know I, don't know, I don't remember. I don't. Second. I don't at all. I don't. It's like at amnesia. All. Exactly. It is. It is like amnesia for me too. I don't. I. I it's not. I remember when I look back, I can tell the story like you can. Right. But I don't but, feel like it was me doing it. No. Exactly. Yeah. And I just want to say, you know, like if you are about to have a baby, please don't let this scare you. These feelings do go away, and my son is the best thing that has ever happened mm. to me. I look at him and I'm like, even if I just had you, like if I didn't have another baby, like I would be so happy Yeah, because you are a miracle. Like you are a miracle. Yeah. And I just, I love him so much and I'm so grateful that he chose me to be his mommy. Mm. I'm so grateful he chose me to be his auntie. <laughs> and you're such a good mom. She, she has been so incredible to to watch you nursing even through the discomfort to doing to take him to all of the appointments and doing all the things he ended up having a tongue and lip tie issue and we had to have a lactation consultant come and we've it's been it hasn't been just like this like kind of it's been a sweet I can't imagine if you doing what you've done I can't imagine how I did what I did or how any woman does it without support. Right. But, you know, you've had a lot going on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And like, you know, everyone wants to meet your baby and everyone wants so much. It is so much. And I always thought that I wasn't going to mind it. And then it's like you do, especially because I was dealing with like all of the attachment issues and not being feeling like I was attaching to my baby. I just wanted it to be the three of us, mm-hmm. you know, and at night is when I felt the best and when I felt like, and then daytime, like everyone was coming over and like, I mean, obviously you guys are great, but 
it's still a no, lot. No, it's a lot with friends and yeah. outside everyone family and baby. everyone wants to be there and hold them. And mm-hmm. it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. I will say take the time for yourself mm-hmm. and don't feel bad when you need to shut the door and just say, no, thank you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and for anyone who's listening who has a friend or a family member who just gave birth, come over and be helpful. Offer to do the dishes. I remember just one my friends would just Don't come even ask and to hold. hold the baby. Yeah, just just you'll get time to hold the baby. Right. Come and help, please. We need we need, we need all of the help. Like yeah. my sister was lucky that this worked out for us and that I was able to feed them and do all of the things yeah. I need to do. Like but, offer to, for her to take a shower. Uh, yes. You know, or just like so important. Make the food. Do the Yes, exactly. Yeah, throw throw in the laundry. laundry. I mean, how uh, Gabby and Brandon would go out to a doctor's appointment. I would go and clean up the whole room. Yes. Just small things make the biggest difference they and really overall do. make you just feel so much better. Grab a so pack of diapers. Better. You yeah. know what I mean? Like whatever the heck they need, yeah. even if they say they don't need anything, then bring flowers. Agreed. You know, it's birthing is tough and postpartum, postpartum is tough. Is tough. Yeah. And you want the love. And also your fucking body does not looking the way it looked before. I tried really hard not to get stretch marks. I did not want to get stretch marks. Um, I just thought that it was going to take away from my sexiness and my like feeling like I also have kind of what my mom has where I, I feel like I have to have a look standard for other people to feel good about myself. And I'm working on that. Um, my husband is amazing. He does not he make does not me give a feel. Shit. No. <laughs> he does not he give does a not. shit about anything. I'm more worried about pleasing yes. other people than with him. the way my body looks than him, yeah. which is so, it's fucked up and amazing at the same time because <laughs> it's fucked up that I do that, but it's amazing, amazing that my husband, doesn't care. right. Mine's the same way. It's beautiful. It's oh great. God. We're very, very we lucky. We're so lucky. So I have a question for you. Yes. Because we got to wrap it up. Okay. You said, I'll never, ever, ever do this again. I'll never, ever have a home birth. Never have a out-of-hospital birth again. Would you do it again? Um, I definitely would have a home birth again. I will pray to God that my water doesn't break. <laughs> um and maybe let myself go to 41. No, I don't think I could even. I would still do a stretch and sweep because I would have had a nine pound baby. Yeah, it would have been a big baby. Yeah. He was a big baby. He was a big baby. At, at term, he was what? Eight, 13? Eight, 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 four. Eight, four. Yeah. Which is not a huge baby, but 41 weeks, he would have been nine. He would have been nine. So I'm glad that I still did yeah. that, which probably made my water break. Possibly. Yeah. Yes. Same with the evening primrose oil. That is a risk of that yeah. too. But, um, but I would do it again. You would do it again. I would do it again. I would do it again because the empowerment that I feel, I don't know if I would have gotten from a hospital birth, not just because of the epidural, but being able to care for my son right away. When you have a hospital birth and they're taking away your baby every two hours and stuff like that, I just don't feel like it would have been the same experience I feel like Mm -hmm. I got more of that sense of primal motherhood yeah through a home birth and I want everyone to do whatever the hell they want to do and I love and accept all of the ways that we have birth because it's so beautiful but that was my experience 
I always say that birth is such a transformative experience. And I know that for me, there was a difference in my birth. Like with my C-section, I questioned my ability as a mother, even though I had been through that huge labor. Like I just, I felt this disconnect. And with Dakota, it was a different experience. Even though I had an in-hospital birth, I was very much so in control as a doula. I know like, you know, what, what my options are and things like that. And so I will say that like, I just felt like I got like this download when I had her of like, oh, you're capable of anything that comes your way now. And, and you, you've got this parent parenting thing. Yeah. I definitely think that if you can, if you can give birth, you can do anything. I mean, if you can go through contractions, you can do anything. (laughs) Um, it's such a beautiful experience that women get to have and we are all so powerful. Mm. Um, and I'm so grateful for our experience together. Me too. And I love you. I love you too. All right. With that, I'm going to wrap it up. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and enjoy this week's affirmation. One, two, three. And so it is. So it is. (laughs) This week's affirmation is, every part of me is beautiful. And so it is. If you enjoyed this week's episode, do me a favor, head over to the podcast app and make sure to subscribe to us, rate us and leave a review. We have new episodes every Monday and you can follow along with us on Instagram at recoveringfromreality or visit our website at recoveringfromreality.com. 